everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille, and thank you so much for joining me again this week. Um, Hallmark released no new movies this weekend. I guess it, this is their break that they take before the new Spring Into Love movies that come out in next week starting with a second chance of love all the way through April but we are going to look back at last week's other new release called The Presence of Love starring Eloise Mumford who plays Joss her whole name is Jocelyn Lambert and Julian Morris who plays Daniel Carter um this movie was set in England. It's a beautiful setting of a movie. De- um, Julian and Eloise were both on Hallmark Christmas movies in 2021. And so this is like, Eloise has done several Hallmark movies before. She was in The Baker's Son last year, as well as One December Night. You know, before that, she was on Christmas with Holly and A Veteran's Christmas. Julian was in A Royal Queen's Christmas in 2021. So, yeah, I love the setting of this movie. It, the scenery, the nature reminded me a lot of As Luck Would Have It had that beautiful greenery and countryside but i have to say that was it that was the only thing really that i liked about the movie it was very 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 slow i appreciated that they had tackled the topics of dyslexia and anxiety but I did not feel much chemistry going on with Julian and Eloise um, so let's go very quickly with what happened in the movie Eloise plays a English professor English romantic literature professor named Jocelyn Lambert also known as Jess Joss. Her mom grew up in England, Cornwall, England. She passed away last year, and just before her mom passed away, she gave her best friend some tickets to give to Joss at the perfect time, quote unquote, for her to go to England and visit the family farm, the farm that her mom had in her family. Her best friend gave it to her just the week before Joss's birthday and she packs the bags to go to Cornwall, England. While there, she meets Daniel, who is played by Julian Morris, his mom, and his daughter, Tegan. 
Joss is tried to get published because I guess to get her job or whatever she has to to be a to, for her to be a tenure in the college I guess she has to be published and her research paper is on William Wordsworth and his poetry uh, she's kind of in a writer's block kind of thing and the she's feeling the pressure which builds up to anxiety attacks and stuff like that but you know she's just struggling with this paper Tegan is participating in this literature festival that I guess Cornwall does the part of England that Daniel and his family live in has a literary literature festival which is cool while Tegan was helping you know was like showing Joss her work Joss realizes that she might have dyslexia she shows she tells this to Daniel and his mom which kind of their reaction kind of put me off because they're like oh you know this changes everything and she's gonna be looked at as different and oh my gosh this is horrible they're this is like gonna slow her down and everything and I'm sitting there going wow this is ableist Here's the thing, there are many, 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 many smart people, intelligent people, creative people who have dyslexia, who are successful. It doesn't slow them down. They just learn to to work around it. You know, if you want to know some people who have dyslexia who are famous, Tom Cruise is one, and no matter what you feel about him personally, you can't deny that the man is a successful actor whose career has spanned four decades, you know? Um, he's a... So all I can say is, like, I wish that they didn't... Their reaction to it was it like, oh, my God, this is the end of her life. It's not. It is not the end of her life. And I am glad that Josh showed them the way, like, hey, look, I can help her. You know, I can, my mom was dyslexic too. I can show her ways to um, work around the learning disability. And that's what she did. And I, I have to say, it was really, really cute when you know, she was teaching Jess how to read these poems by singing the lines. And I thought it was adorable. I had a good good giggle. And it, it does help because A, you're moving, your body is moving. So like, your, that's a different brain section than just reading. And B, there's like rhythm. And the rhythm helps with 
poetry, the poetry that you're reading, and also it helps with like the flow. So dyslexia is kind of turned off, I guess. You can like read with a, without struggle and stuff. It's, it's such a great thing that what they did with that. Um, Daniel and his mom also had their problems, which is that Daniel's mom kind of want to keep the farm the old way. You know, keep, keep it as a sheep's farm, right? But here's the thing. With the economy and, you know, the world being the way it is, a farm can't just be a sheep farm. So Daniel has been, like, talking to his childhood friend, Felix, about leasing some of the land for these wind turbines. He's also turned um, one of the cottages into the far in the farm as a B&B, which is where Joss stayed at and stuff. Man, Grandma was mean. He, she did not like this idea at all of like leasing the land for wind turbines. She was like telling Daniel that, oh, you're making this big mistake. The same way that you made a mistake of being with the woman who was going to leave, which is Tegan's biological mother. And I'm sitting there going, wow, that's just a dagger in the heart. I mean, like, that's a low blow. You can't know whether a relationship is going to work. You just hope that is going to work. And you would hope that your partner, the person who, you know, gave birth to your child is going to at least be a part of their child's life. But that wasn't the case for Tegan's bio mom. And I feel so bad for the little girl that that's how her mom left her. Um, the grandmom had some sweet moments though. One of the sweetest moments for me was when she showed Joss this box of trinkets that had Carol Lambert's things. Um, Carol Lambert is Joss's mom. Carol's parents, I guess, had kept this box in the house, they were the previous owners, and Grandma found the box. She was like, uh, "She was like, I'm about. I was about to throw it in the trash. Nobody's gonna have, need these things." But she decided to keep it, thinking that someone will treasure them. So when Joss came, and she realized that this is Carol's daughter. She gave the box of trinkets to Carol. And, you know, Carol just had been struggling with grieving her mom's loss. She's been missing her mom. And at moments, it's like she forgets her mom, I guess. Yeah, she, and, like, having this box of trinkets, having the notes that, her mom wrote in the book 
margins and notes that her grandparents wrote to her mom, it was like seeing her mom again. Her mom was there. And I think that was a sweet moment. Another moment was when she, at the end of the movie, she apologized for how she acted towards her son. And she was like, hey, go ahead and find Joss and tell her you can stay. You know, I apologize for, like, bringing up your ex. Which, he, she was forgiven, I guess. <laughs> um, anyway. That's pretty much it for this movie. Like I said, Joss and Daniel, I don't think they had chemistry. They had, I mean, he was like, he was using her to help with her Tegan's dyslexia or whatever, and distracting her from writing this research paper she ended up not writing the research paper she was like i don't need to be published i don't need this tenure or whatever i'm just gonna go home be an adjunct professor or whatever i don't know what that means don't ask me what that means because i don't know what that means um the thing about it though is like She's about to catch a train to the airport and fly home to Boston. He, like, catches up with her at the train station and and pretty much professes his love to her and persuades her to stay in Cornwall and leave her life in Boston behind. And I'm sitting there going, (laughs) Okay. I guess anxiety is gone and cured and everybody's going to go to... Because he used to say, I have anxiety. If if a total stranger who I just met 10 days ago tells me, throw your life away, you know, quit your job in Boston and say adios to your friends and your apartment that you're probably paying rent for and is still on lease with... (laughs) Um, and move to a whole nother country across the ocean in another continent or whatever, anxiety attack would have been triggered. But yeah, she was like, yes, let's move to (laughs) Cornwall. They did that one year later, and the one year later is that the literature festival happened her and Joss and Daniel are still together happily living happily ever after um and I don't know I just found this movie slow it was a bit boring a lot of people liked it and I'm sitting there going what did you like I mean, yes, I get it. It's such a good thing that they brought up dyslexia and anxiety. But 
that was like five minutes of the movie. <laughs> five, ten minutes of the movie. The rest of it was just boring. I tried watching it, no lie. I kept like restarting it three times. Because <laughs> I almost fell asleep. But yes. Um, so I would give this probably like one star. One and a half stars. It was not a good movie, in my opinion. I did not like this movie. So starting next week, it is Spring Into Love, which is awesome. The movies that are coming out for Hallmark Channel are... A Second Chance at Love on March 26th. This is an ER reunion. It stars Gloria Rubin, Eric LaSalle, Alvina August, and Jared Joseph. April 2nd, it's Just One Kiss. April 9th is A Royal Romance. April 16th is Love Classified. And... April 23rd is A Tale of Love. Um, Tyler, that's in, on Hallmark Channel. Hallmark Movies and Mysteries have two movies that is coming up. It is Always Amore. That is the one starring Tyler Heiss and Autumn Reeser. They're my dream couple. I had always wanted them to work together. <laughs> And a new mystery series starring Andrew Walker and Nikki DeLoach that is going to be premiering on April 10th. Can't wait for that movie. It's called Die for Chocolate. That sounds so exciting and I'm hoping to get to talk to, interview several people the next couple months with their projects i'm excited to see the movies anyway again i will be continuing also reviewing when calls the heart this week's review is will be out on thursday that is on episode three so until then see you guys next week where we talk about a second chance to love. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.